Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yo, it's Tom from the Talking Chip Podcast. Great episode here, man. We're talking about the NIL policy of the NCAA and a little bit of Shikari. Shikari Richardson, the budding track superstar from LSU. I have uh, my special guest, Coach Hayden, and Coach Terrence Robinson chiming in with me on this episode, giving y'all a little greeting. We had some technical difficulties. See, I'm stuttering there now. In episode one of season three. But hey, embrace us, love us, and enjoy the show. Peace. Tom from the Talking Chip Podcast, man. Season three, we kicking this mother sucker off. How y'all doing, man? It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but season three, we finna kick off tonight, man. I got Coach Hayden here. I got one of my regulars, Coach Robinson, Coach Terrence Robinson in the building. Man, we gonna have a good, good quality, good quality conversation about the NIL policy that has been implemented in the NCAA. Fellas, how y'all doing tonight? Great, great. Doing good, doing good. Yeah, man. So, Coach Hayden, man, you 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 new to the panel up here with us, man. Let's talk about your background, man. Give us a little little background about your playing days, your experience as a coach. Oh talk man, to Tony it. was it was that was that was many many pounds ago, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> so, no, but I'm I'm uh, born and raised in the great red state of Oklahoma. Uh, where I played, uh, you know, played high school. Uh, you know, my I, I would I would probably have to say when I was turned 13 years old is is when I realistically thought that you know I was able to uh, do this full time. You know what I'm saying? And then my sophomore year is where I started going to you know NBA camp, Nike All American camp, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, from there, uh, my junior and my senior year, um, you know, it was that's that's when I went overseas with Carmelo Anthony on the USA Olympic team, and and then we also won a national championship at ESPN with my AAU team. So we had Clint uh, uh, Azubuki, Sheldon Williams. Um, you know, I, I played against probably. 60% of the NBA uh, from Amari Stoudemire to DeJuan Wagner, et cetera, et cetera. So those guys were in heavy rotation on the circuit and things of that sort. And so coming out top 100 in America, signed at Kansas State University, uh, where I played three seasons. Uh, and I did, I averaged double digits, did fairly decent. And, you know, this is, this is what the reason why this topic is so important uh, because how, how my story sort of transpired, you know, how it sort of coincides with it as far as, uh, you know, just mental durability and, and, and mental health and, and how important it is. And, you know, and from K-State, my junior year, I got a little burnt out with playing basketball. And, you know, if something wasn't right, uh, you know, they they say come back and graduate and go to school, but my coach was making one point two million dollars, and I was just happy to get a stake in the cafeteria. So I think you know, coming into being twenty one year old man in America, 
uh, in this capitalistic society, some things weren't right with me. So I took a, 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 a hoorah from basketball for about a year. And then what I did is I went overseas to, you know, China, Chile, Argentina, Turkey, Canada, and in, in, in different places. And, I, and, you know, my iPad was my best friend. And then I played, you know, five or six years overseas. And then I got into uh, coaching uh, after that, where I'm currently at right now, where I started my own basketball academy. And, you know, one of the things that we, we really want to tap into is, is just self-ingenuity uh, and, and just being adequate, you know, just do the oneself, you know, just help the oneself. And it's one of the reasons why I don't coach uh, standing up now is because I believe 50% of your timeouts, your players have to do more talking than the coach, right? So, you know, that's that's a little bit of my my backstory uh, on where I'm coming from and, and how this sort of ties into it. And what I'm currently doing right now is I'm going to be start reaching internationally, dealing with players from different countries and bringing them over here and, and working with them so basically you have to put your value, uh, you have to place your eggs in the best possible way for them to hatch. And right now, uh, I, I see a kid from another country who's a little bit hunger, hungry, who's gonna take heed to a lot of the stuff that we're doing. Not to say the American kids are taking heed to it, but uh, culturally, there's so many obstacles that you have to get through nowadays as a coach because you, you're really coaching the parents and you're not really coaching the players anymore, right? Uh, and Facts. so, you know, and, and, it, and, it, and, that's, and that's respectable if, if we're gonna, if we're really gonna do it this way, but uh, you, you, you have to understand, I, was, I just thank God that I was blessed with, you know, street smarts and, and then I, I knew how to open up a book when need be, right? So, you know, and it's, it's just, it's just, that's a little bit of the gist of my, my background and stuff like that. Uh, not to, not to let you guys hold up on my personal story or anything like that. So that's where my expertise, yeah, that's where it comes in and stuff like that. So, I mean, so where I'm at right now personally is, you know, during COVID, I started off with 13 players and it grew to like 65 within 14 months. So it, it, I'm sort of in the middle process of my ideology is, is taking place, but where's the substance? Uh, how is it going to evolve without you being present, right? So I think that's where I'm stuck right now as far as just my brand and, and who I am and what I'm exemplifying right now. I got you. So here we go, man. So you got the basketball. You bringing it from the basketball perspective. Both Terrence and I are former football players. Terrence played basketball as well. Uh, 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 no, amateur, amateur back in the day. So, you know, it it goes down like this. So I remember being uh, uh, a highly taught pretty much athlete going through what a lot of these players have gone through in recent years before we got to this NIL situation. And I'm going to represent Terrence's question because Terrence's background, I know, you know, he he's he's worked with and coached a lot of uh, youth athletes that have gone on to play professional football. 
but 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 we gonna but we gonna keep that focus on the college level though, the collegiate level, because mm-hmm. this is the big mm-hmm. this is the big piece of the pie. Yeah. Because for years, for years, <clears throat> kids have been put into awkward positions, especially when they're coming from broken homes, as they that's what they call them, or or, or we call them from single parent households. You know, primarily being re- reared by the mother, auntie, grandma, somebody of that of the, of that nature. Uh, rarely have I heard a case of it being, you know, the father being a single parent. But that's no here, no there. So, parents, you presented that question. We're gonna bring that thing up first thing. What, yeah, go, yeah. Go, go back to your question. Just, go back to your question. I just wanted to say real quick too. Uh, you know, um, my my background personally is mostly football and track I'll say I played a variety of sports but I'll just say the biggest thing that I was involved in was football and track personally and then as a coach it's been uh, mostly football with a little bit of basketball too so my thing is I'm very torn on the players getting paid Um, in some cases individually I believe they should but as far as the dynamics of the sport as a whole, especially football or um, the the whole organization of a whole, I can kind of see why the NCAA felt how they felt because, <laughs> and we'll get into it. I don't want to give it away, but yeah, yeah. Like, well, we we gonna we gonna touch on that though. We are gonna touch on that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it back to I'm gonna take it back to my days in high school and being that athlete. Yeah. So now, now I'm that athlete. I'm gonna take you through my ordeal. So I'm in a situation now, coming up in a single parent household. Although my mother did marry, um, but you know, it, it, it was just a different dynamic in my household. So I'm sitting here without a true father figure, listening to coaches give me their best opinionated advice that they can give to me. So now I'm being recruited by the Division One coaches, but. I'm coming along in a time where the sliding scale comes about. So previously, when I get into high school, it was a situation where all you needed was an 800. That was 400 and 400. Reading and mathematics was basically you get 400 points to put your damn name on the SAT paperwork. So that's, that's, that's 400 right there. So if you couldn't find 200 and 200 from a reading writing perspective, you really dumb. You really, really dumb. So, that, that, so the scale changed to where you had to have a certain GPA and a, and a test score on the sliding scale. So in that era between 1995, 96, to I believe 99, and I'm going to just be blunt because we're talking shit on the Talking Shit podcast, episode one of uh, season three, it really fucked a lot of players up. I'm going to be real. So, yeah, we can curse on here. <laughs> so, so here's my thing. I'm out here. I'm being recruited by different coaches. I met the Bobby Bowden's, Mark Ricks. Uh, God dang. Man, so on and so on. Who, who was that? Bush Davis that came to the University of Miami. Met them personally. Seen them at practice. Uh, Youngstown State, the guy that went on to coach at Ohio. But my predicament was this. Every God dang on thing that I did, literally, was questionable and could have been an NCAA violation in regards to the attending sporting events that they felt that could have been sponsored by a recruiter, a booster, whomever. It was just going to a damn game. I got suspended ultimately because one coach put a probe in on me 
I'm not going to mention any coaches' names from the high school era because I'm not going to slight y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all were some bitch asses, but, you know, it's no here, no there. I'm not scoring by that. It's just what happens when a person feels that you are a unique talent and they cannot exploit you the way that they want to exploit you to get the best out of the situation for them. And this is the problem that we have with adults managing young adults in their amateur careers. And now we go back to, should the athletes get paid? Well, let's look at it like this. Most kids are in adverse situations. The most talented kids. And I say that in a sense because let's look at who really leads these teams in professional sports. When you look at it, the NFL percentages are very high on the African-American side. I'm not going to give a number. And it's damn show almost solely dominated in the National Basketball Association by African-Americans. So saying that to say, if you don't want these kids to be playing the sport and then when they're done playing the sport at night, they got to go home and sell drugs or participate in some type of illegal activity. Why aren't you protecting the athlete? And I'm going I'm, and I'm, and I'm to throw this one out there. We got a little caveat because me and uh, Coach Hayden, we were talking about this over the last couple of days. And more recently, in a very promising talent out of Miami, Zach Brown, seven foot one center, that just snowballed. I think his graduation year, he would have been class of 2017. And. You know, we just talk about how what would have been a system in back in the days if he lived in another state, possibly. This kid probably would have been taken care of. But I, in my opinion, I say pay, pay these kids because in the grand scheme of things, guess what? You have legends at every level. But sometimes that game doesn't transfer over when they move up to the next level. You got hell of a college athlete, hell, hell, hell of a high school players that can't break the starting lineup when they get into the collegiate ranks. And then you have hell of a college athletes that can't make the starting lineup when they hit the pros. So why should they miss an opportunity of when they're hot, when they're filling up the stadium, the arena, of not being able to recoup any financial gain? from that disposition are they not working in that present time performing as an athlete at that present time and I'm going to fall back and I'm going to get a floor to either one that want to take it from here go ahead coach my technical sound you still there I'm still here, but I'm going to wait on him. All right. Hold on. Yeah, he might be out of technical. Go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead and go ahead and make your point. Yeah, he's coming, he coming back in. Hold on one second. My point with that, too. <laughs> sorry, about I mean, the te- sorry about the technicality. Sorry about the technicality. Coach Hayden, you back in the building. Coach Hayden, you back in the building. No, yeah, still don't hear. 
Nah, you good. You good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make your point. My thing with that, like, you know, you look at the Reggie Bushes, you look at, you know, a couple of different, you know, issues and situations. Uh, yeah, sometimes you got a dire, you know, when kids want to get paid, they basically the savior of their family. You know, uh, you know, that's where they, you know, they whole like, you know, just like you say, you know, what, what most don't say when you when they actually walk through the draft day, you know, this for my mama, you know, this for my grandma, this for this person, you know. Right. Since I, you know, since I first touched the ball, you know, this, this, you know, you watch Spencer James, <laughs> you know, all American, you know, everything, most things be about the mama, you know, you very rarely hear, you know, them father stories, you know, like, hey, I'm going to take care of my mama, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of that is, you know, they want to run, you know, and get paid and, you know, basically start being the savior for, you know, their situation, especially if the they community or they, you know, their parents have sacrificed for them and helped them in their upbringing. You know, it's like they're, you know, they're trying to come back and repay, you know, what's been, what's been pay, paid to them. So, you know, in that case, I definitely see it, you know, but also too, you gotta worry about, you know, how many vultures are circling around. Yeah, you gonna get paid, but you know, if you don't have that, if you're not uh, financially literate and different things like that, that come with, you know, being older, you know, how long are you gonna have that money? Or, you know, you gotta stay healthy to, to, to get that second contract. So there's a lot that goes in there. Like I said, I'm, I'm wavering, you know, on the yeah, decision, it, how, how I really feel. It does, it does become very technical. Coach Hayden, you there? I don't know what happened with his phone. His phone tapped out, man. We'll, we'll probably have to bring him back around and just take another segment, take his opinion on, on the secondary, uh, on, um, just at another opportunity because uh, something happened with the uh, with the phone bringing him in I brought him in a couple times while you were uh, telling us what you were telling us but aside from the technical difficulty though man let's look at it let's look at it for what it is so so the NIL I'm gonna read the policy right here so basically for people that don't know what the NIL agreement is or the policy is it is the name imaging or likeness of an athlete examples of this people if anyone purchase a jersey I don't know what's going to happen 21 going forward but previously anytime you go and pick up your local favorite collegiate jersey it never bared a name on the back so you know when Reggie Bush was wearing number 5 USC and uh, what's the guy name I'm trying to call the ones that actually got questioned uh, uh, Mr. Football uh, Johnny Johnny Manziel down there in uh, Texas and uh, the other guy was uh, Jameis Winston all three of these guys I'm bringing their names up because when they were in school they had uh, opportunities to autograph memorabilia and at the time that was perceived as a no-no that they could not get paid for autographing toy helmets, 
jerseys, pictures, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now this falls under the name, image, license agreement. This is All right, can I get a yell? Everybody in the building? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool, 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 cool. All right, man. Hey, a little technical difficulty on the first show, but it's all good. It's back in effect, though. So now, we, yo, we was talking about name, likeness, image, and some some examples of this. So a uh, couple things now. Now, this, this kind of goes all the way back to the O'Bannon brothers back when they were playing, once they actually became professional athletes and left UCLA, their 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 complaint was that their image, their likeness, was being utilized through the video games, through EA Sports, and they were not being compensated for the digital sales of these games. No royalties or nothing of that nature. So now this is this stuff all ties in. So now we're back to the point of the question: though, should an athlete get compensated? Now. <laughs> This this the tricky part of it because now we have it's almost like as an athlete you are an entertainer but you're an entertainer from a sports perspective but because of video film jerseys memorabilia etc you're like a you're like a rock star musician because there's so many other levels of compensation that you could be paid for. Mm-hmm. So now, I go back to you. I go back to you. I go back to you, Terrence. Do you still feel that these athletes shouldn't be compensated or receive some compensation in the grand scheme of things for the utilization of their likeness? It's so hard for me to just say yes or no. Cause like I said, I'm torn. You know what I mean? Like I see, if you do it on a maturity scale, and then what? type of family structure you know and the reason I say it is because are you financially literate like do you okay. are you ready to receive the money get paid and then do the right things you need to do with it and also <laughs> the policing of it you know are you going to have security around are you going you know or do you need security around you know because we do have some vultures out there in the recent you know thing we just found out you know, people people are pe- people get mad. You know, they start counting your pockets. People get mad at your success. You know, now you know. Hey, I'm the star QB. I'm already making million dollars, worth a million dollars. You know, every all I saw, you know, lottery ticket. <laughs> you know, different things like that. People gonna come right. at you. You know, people want to get paid. I mean, look at the Patter situation. People get jealous. You know, things happen like that. So in that, that aspect, I'm kind of very concerned, very worried for the athletes. Also, you got to look at the locker room dynamics. If I'm, if I'm a million-dollar QB, I never even got on the field. You know what I mean? Your your starter just left and went to, uh, just went to Foxborough to join the Patriots. I never seen the field. I'm already a million-dollar QB at Alabama. You know, now if I'm your left tackle, I'm gonna want to see some of them dollars if you if you can stand in the pocket without getting hit, you know. If I'm your now, if I'm a receiver too, hey, how many passes am I gonna get? You know, I gotta get my brand up. You know, I gotta get my website going. You know, 
hey, coach, I ain't getting enough passes. I need to see at least six to twelve, six to twelve passes a game. You know, and that's if you're at Alabama. That's another thing. That's Alabama. Yeah. That's one of the power fives. What if I go to a small school? Hey, everybody getting paid. But what if I'm at a small school now? I'm the big fish at a small school. Hey, I should get paid on a larger scale. I'm, I'm the one. I'm the only big name here at y'all little small school. Why don't I just transfer? You know, because I'm not getting enough endorsements here. I'm not. I'm not getting enough hype at your school. So let me see how much how it would fare if I go to the Power Five. You know, or you know, why would I go to you know uh, historically by HBCU? You know. The level is going to be different. The level is going to be different from, from, from a money standpoint. I do get that. It's going to take some right. time before, them to, before they come back and institute any, any levels of uh, gross income that these kids can make off of this situation. Because Master P. Sun signed a $2 million endorsement deal, and he's never played a collegiate game. As of yet, so and that's, not familiar and, and, with that. Too. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Is is three to three? So you really, if we go with the numbers, realistically, there's only going to be three or four players per power conference that are really going to uh, be able to, you know, be able to exist off of the supposed, uh, uh, you know, pennies. That are that are given. We have to understand how much the National Communist Athletic Association generates annually uh, <laughs> in the fiasco business year. Right? It's it's a it's a lot of money. My biggest thing is if we're if we're postmodern day gladiators, right? In Rome, uh, if if we put our body out on the line, then then I think we we deserve to be financially. Uh, Litter, I guess some financial literacy is is the only saving grace, and we have to come up with a bipartisanship as far as a uh, a certain stock that we can invest in uh, a stipend where you know everybody is set. Let's take the gross annual of what the NCAA is getting, and we we gotta we can't just resolve this type of issue with a whole bunch of guessing. You know, we gotta we gotta talk about the numbers, right? If we got, hey, everybody lies, but the numbers don't, right? The numbers don't so, lie. The numbers don't lie as far as the gross compensation that they make, as far as profit off of uh, game sales, uh, the, the 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 contracts that they have with network television. So, so, and I'm glad you said that. So, if I starting to go to OU, then if I'm that type of caliber of player, you know. Uh, God bless my my mom to be six six foot and my dad to be six three, you know. So so be it, right? So it, it, it's going to become a, a a conference war. But I, I tell you what, the one thing bipartisanship offers is if everybody is compensated the same amount of money, and if we could go ahead and give them that money in a stock that can reinvest itself the longer you stay in college. So why don't we, why don't we, I guess, stay away from the paraphrase of we're working for them or why don't we come up with, you know, why don't we work together, right? 
because essentially our high school coaches, you know, they pretty much taught us business, right? Dealing with our high school coaches as elite superior athletes is what really taught us how to start doing business in the world. He, he didn't like us, but he needed us. And we got to deal with each other, right? Right. But, but, but hey, here, 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 lies, here lies a major question. Mm-hmm. We can't even figure out reparations. <laughs> yeah. So now, wait, wait, real quick, real quick. So no, I'm, I'm just saying this, and I'm saying this to the to, to your question that you're that you're presenting, Coach Hayden. Are we now going to say every amateur athlete is going to join a join a amateur union, and now the union is going to be able to represent these amateur athletes accordingly in order for them to get proper compensation on a well, fair scale? across the board well what is the NCAA the NCAA consists of 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 lawyers right yeah yeah so so you got a a whole bunch of 18 and 19 year old kids that are just happy to see their name in the paper you think that they're gonna bound together you know we gotta yeah I mean I don't I don't I don't believe in Jimmy Hoffa necessarily or anything like that but yeah, there, there, there has to be. We have to sit down with the numbers, and it's going to come to a, it's going to come to a conference. They kind of like with, with my man. What are you saying as far as with the HBCU? You know, now that you got Deion Sanders uh, coaching uh, at an HBCU, you know the television market just went up, right? So everybody in that conference, in, in some retrospect, should be able to benefit, you know, from being able to play against Deion. And, and, and this is what Dion and, and guys like Dion, this is why it's so important. Is Dion going to be so consumed with winning? Or does Dion know that I can only recruit that? I can only have one or two quarterbacks. Is Dion going to work for those other historical black colleges and say, hey, if you don't come here, I think you should go over here. Right. So so it, it, it's, it's going to have to become like a, a corroborated uh, type of class effort. Like it's got to be a class act type of lawsuit. The O'Bannon brothers just put a crack in the whip, you know. Uh, but I think it's going to be somebody like, you know, what on Chris Paul from the uh, National Players Association for the NBA, you know, if Tim, Tim Tebow really wanted to help somebody, why don't he put on a business suit? And go fight for the national championships outside the football field. How about that? I agree. I agree. I agree. And I, uh, one thing I was trying to do while you were speaking on that, so I can, I, I know I can name four off the top of my head. I know mm-hmm. Tyrone Wheatley, who was a former assistant under uh, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, is mm-hmm. now coaching at Morgan State in uh, Baltimore. I know mm-hmm. Deion Sanders. Obviously, he's the uh, he, he he's the the darling of the HBCU coaches right now. Um, we got uh, Eddie George, who's at Tennessee State at TSU, and uh, somebody somebody by the name of Ellis. I think I didn't catch the whole article on that, but I'm actually trying to review them to see how many former NFL players are currently coaching HBCU teams. Now that's now we're just talking football now. And uh, we, we're actually have you heard of the chitlin, have you heard of the Chitlin Circuit? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> you heard of the Chitlin Circuit, time. right? Yeah, yeah. So why did those guys have to play on? The, why did they have to play on the Chitlin Circuit? 
they couldn't cross over in those other neighborhoods, man. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 I mean, but to your point, like with those banners making a crack, man, we got we got this digger issue, right? So we looking at it, we're looking at the whole picture now. A couple years ago, kid that was uh had a letter of intent, a kicker, UCF. He decided to forego his eligibility to play because the NCAA said he could not continue to utilize his YouTube because he had over 90,000 subscribers and it was a monetized Mm. YouTube. He Mm. couldn't make money off of kicking the ball for, hey, as they say, man, shits and giggles doing all kind of tricks on YouTube because that was considered compensation and it was against the NCAA rules or laws or bylaws at that time. So now we're now we're now we're tearing that thing down, man, and, and we, we like I say, man, we gonna we gonna get into a lot of different things, but like I say Terrence, not say not, not a thing that is crazy about this N L I or N I L policy. It's already bleeding into the high school ranks mm. because you're having high school athletes that are foregoing their senior season so that they can prepare for college because they already have endorsement arrangements or deals on the line for when they get to the collegiate ranks. And so one person that has benefited from this is uh, a Florida corner, uh, excuse me, a Georgia cornerback or defensive back by the name of uh, Travis Hunter. He was, I think, the number three or number two best athlete in the, in the U.S. high school-wise as a football player. But now he's elevated to the number one athlete because the other two ahead of him have chosen to, you know, forego their, their senior season in preparation for college because they've taken NIL deals. Now, the catch-22 for this is something that we we just started seeing in the NCAA in the last year or two, or the last two seasons, give or take, with football. So once a once a team isn't competing in the playoffs for a major uh, hunt at the at the national championship, some of the seniors, juniors, or better players that are going to be leaving for the draft are just foregoing the bowl games now, and they're almost not worth watching. You know, for instance, the University of Florida. And, and uh, I want to say last season, they were playing with their whole second unit because guys were protecting themselves from injury as they were preparing to go into the draft. So they skipped the bowl game. So it's gonna it's gonna take the game everything. And, and water it down over time because everyone is not going to continue to participate on a full-time basis based on their next check that they can make off of the NIL situation and or moving on to the professional level. What you think about that? 
I totally agree because now, like I was saying, you got to protect the brand. You know, if I know I'm about to get X amount of dollars, why would I put myself in harm's way? You know, I'd be a fool knowing I'm already guaranteed X amount of dollars to get injured, anything else. And you, you know, part of why the NIL even came is because, you know, states like California, basically like Colorado with the weed, and then everyone started jumping on the weed, and now, you know, now you have, you know, legal marijuana. It's because they made it okay to get paid from their likeness, you know. And you have different states jumping around. Like I said, Texas, I know, is one of the major ones trying to... Uh, trying to get players paid and now you know you can have Texas high school players you know trying to get paid off their likeness and different things like that so if that happens you know kids are going to sit out and get paid and now you know like I said you get, it, it brings a lot of questions I think more than answers you know because now you're going to have different locker room dynamics and you know different things like that and as far as Going back, you you said Master P, son. See, that's somebody that's already financial literate. Your father is Master P, you know. Your father has soup, cereal, shoes, clothes, you know. Uh, on, yeah. on, a major, on a major record label, so on and so forth. See, that's somebody that's prepared for that situation. And not only is he an amazing athlete, he could have got an academic scholarship. You're talking about a straight-A student that's probably going to be a, some type of engineer or to probably be a lawyer or a doctor. Like that type of... He's got that type of brain where he, he's not relying on his athletics. You know, if anything was to happen to him physically, you know, he, he is definitely academically prepared to handle any situation. He probably could go be a CEO anywhere right now yeah. and, those, and that's the majority that's the majority of what what coach Terrence just said right there is is that if we fix that part of it I think everything else will work itself out right will it will it <laughs> well, well, I, I, don't I, I don't know I don't, said I don't, I don't know literacy, right he said he yeah. said he's financial literacy, literate, and then he also went on to say, uh, if something was to happen to him, he will find other means to continuously be successful. Right? I think yeah, that at but, the end of the day. But, but listen, but I, I'm, the problem is, yeah. uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Tone. Is, is the the insurance shame on the the shame on the insurance companies? You know, for for not being aggressive uh, in a time like this, with 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 policies and things of that sort, right? I mean, the, you right. you telling me that the NCAA and the insurance company, State Farm, or or you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield, those guys can't they can't sit down and come up with a composite policy where we don't have people fighting over fast for money, you know, because hey. I tell you, I tell you, what happened is, is you you start paying some cats a little too early, you gonna have a you gonna have a D boy. He ain't gonna be playing defense. He gonna be playing D boy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that can, it has that to be. be 
Back, I mean, back, well, back in the trap, and I'm on campus too, so this is easy money, right? Until you got to pay the lawyer. <laughs> right. So, you know, you, you create, sometimes trying to fix one situation, we bring more mosquitoes. And, and, and what I guess what I'm what I'm saying is, why don't we get an insurance policy and go ahead and mix the logistics of like incentives, uh, in, incentives, and then cash, and then you know, why don't why don't we go ahead and try to do it that way? I think that's the only way it's gonna work because, like Coach said, uh, the locker room, which is which is what we should be really worried about, right? Yeah. Interruption, and this ain't and this ain't ESPN. Go ahead, Coach A, man. Let's, let's back to where you were. Insurance yeah, so I mean, well, but like, like I said, we're, we 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 claim to be a, a, a capitalistic society and uh, things of that matter. Uh, only only thing I've said is, you know, being rich and having equity at the end of the day is. I mean, maybe maybe that would help out with more transfers, right? You know, if you know that I can't touch this money for a certain amount of time, but at least I know I got it, right? Because with yeah. the NCAA, yeah. it's, a, it's a gimme, gimme, gimme. You know what I mean? If you throw more meat in the in the piranhas, they're just gonna eat it all faster, right? So, but if right. we show them how to hunt individually on their own, you know, we we'll, we will be good. But maybe. Maybe that's part of their ploy. I, I, so I'm not understanding some of their questions, and they got to talk to me as if I'm a third grader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's one of them things, man. Like I said, man, this is this is intense, man. It's gonna it's gonna be crazy because, man. Shout out to all the players, man, that have benefited in this. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, of course, as we said, you know, we're talking we talking big money, we talking big big sports, big football. So what they're doing is they're changing the dynamics of the cover up. So back in the days, the cover-up used to be, hey, man, let me slip this players. Hey, put your hand behind your back. Keep looking forward and stick your hand out. And we're going to put an envelope in that hand. And whatever's in there, don't open that mother till you get to where you're going. You hear me? And whatever you do with it, don't let nobody see you. And please don't go buy no Cadillac. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> dead president, the movie I'm referencing right now. But, um... You know, yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's, this stuff is this stuff has been going on uh, for a very long time. You know, from a sports betting, sports gambling perspective, fixing things or just 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 making sure they school. Well, Tom, the problem is the players, the players are insulted by the secret handshakes from the like the eighties and the nineties. Like those days are over with, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, wanna... that's, that's the that's these new babies. That these new babies, these new babies can't they they don't work in that language because they want all the adoration. They want to be recognized on Instagram. They want to be recognized on YouTube. They want to be recognized on Snapchat for you know for all they dunks, jump shots, whatever the case may be. But you know, I'm only saying this to say, look, hey, before it was considered cheating. Now we gonna we gonna buy the we gonna buy the best player right there in your face. And, and I'm saying this to say the SEC has already gotten off to one hell of a start. They got five notable players already that have very, very big 
endorsement deals, some of them have not even taken a snap or played a down or shot a ball. But the SEC is doing what they have done best in private or, as they say, in the closet or in the dark. It's coming to light now that, hey, they jumped on board with this really quick, man. So the players are going to get their money. It's going to be a few that are going to benefit more than others. It's going to be some grievance over time. But the NCAA is starting to crumble. They're cracking right now, man. You know, we're seeing that now because there's realignment in conferences. And the conferences are just trying to stack themselves and align themselves accordingly for the best TV deals. Their situation. So it, it, they said, hey, if we let these kids get some money, that'll take the spotlight of us getting these billion-dollar deals with the realignment of these conferences. And I guess it'll be a win-win situation. So how do you guys feel about some of these new conference realignments, such as uh, Oklahoma going into the SEC? I think Texas is going into the SEC. I know the Big 12, Pac-12 are trying to make some type of uh, merger. And it's just crazy because it's, it's, it's almost like it's almost like segregation <laughs> in the NCAA now. From a regional standpoint, you never got to go too far because hell you got 24 teams in one conference or you got 16 teams in one conference so who do you play outside of conference play it's not going to be worth to go outside of conference especially if you in the SEC you I mean now you're at 16 teams you know so it's almost like you already you already know you got to play your eight on your side and then why would you want to go why would you want to go outside the conference you know, when you're probably going to have now conference championship games like that. But, I mean, you basically made the West Coast almost obsolete. US, USC ain't having been, you know, anything like how they used to be in the Reggie Bush days, which <laughs> that's one of those people. And then, uh, you know, your watch changes, your different things like that. Basically, is there anything west of, of, of the Midwest is, is, is almost irrelevant now with what's going on. You know, because you either SEC and then you got the ACC trying to combine with, you know, some other conferences and try to make a super conference, try to make some type of conference alliance. So, you know, you got that different thing going on. And that's why it's like, it's almost like you almost need collective bargaining to say, hey, this is the basement. <laughs> this is the basement of what, you know, let's just say even the, even the elite player. This is, this is the basement. This is what you're going to make. You know? And if you happen to make more, you made more. But, you know, obviously for the the athletes, that's amazing that, that put they, say, say for instance, uh, you know, a Jacoby Ford or uh, Desmond Howard. You know, basically in that time, you know, well, hey, I, I put this college on the map. I should get paid for my jersey sales. I should get paid for my autographs. You know? But then, who is going to be controller of the autographs? You know, who is going to be controller of the likeness? You know, for instance, we all 2014 NCAA college football game. That was the last one they made. You know, mm. I mean, if you put my likeness on there, how much you going to pay me? I'm a better athlete than this group. 
I mean, more money, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, I think, um, I think what's gonna ha- what's gonna happen now. See now, now with all those all those caveats, there's a thing that we are what, what we're experiencing now with, with with money, and so now it almost seems as though you have to come to to the table with a goddamn lawyer when you go to college. If you're not coming to the table with representation, you're not going to get the best deal for your situation. And so, as I've been saying for the last couple of months, when we were coming out the political, the political, you know, high-strung political term or the transition of the presidency, man, man, we need more lawyers. We need more attorneys. And that's what I was saying is... That's what the the NCAA is full of is is attorneys. You know we, you know we're we're, we're throwing up gang signs and and they're doing science. You know, and and that's just two different things. And, and like I said, I mean, uh, paying the paying the kids is not going to solve the problem right away. Uh, there 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 has to be um, just like the IRS. Uh, just like they have with for FAFSA and things of that sort. Just like somebody still counting streaming uh, for artists or recording artists, uh, Desmond Howard. Every time his he sells a jersey, you know, from here on out, you know, when he dies, his son should be able to be able to retain some of that currency and things of that it's sort. So, yeah, yeah. perpetuity agreements, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, perpetual, until we start perpetual contracts. Well, until we start, until we start, you know, discussing things of that nature, then you know the hot, uh, you know, because you got to understand, Levar, Levar Ball scared a lot of people. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like he, he he scared a lot of people, and then LeBron James' agent, Rich Paul, scared a lot of people too, because a lot of people don't realize that the National Communist Athletic Association, they said this summer, they said in order to be, in order to be represented, you have to be represented by a four-year individual who's had a degree from a university in order to talk to a pro team. They, they gave that rule, and then the next day, uh, Rich Paul started, a whole bunch of players started going pro, like right away, it was crazy. And then the NCAA changed that rule within 24 hours. It was the first time the NCAA came out with a rule one day, and the next day on C-SPAN, the rule was changed. I mean, Fox didn't even put a post it fast enough. It was crazy, man. You know, so like you write about the lawyer, uh, you know, we, we got to understand what's right, what's wrong, and what's legal are three different things. Hmm. It says something right there. But like I was saying, you know, with, with new money, cryptocurrency digital currency uh what what i what i understand about likeness is different because i i'm taking it i'm drawing in from the entertainment i'm drawing from the entertainment musicianship side of the business and so we got this thing that we call nfts non-fungible ids Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to turn yourself into an nft in order to be able to 100% coop, recoup royalties off of the likeness 
imagery, imagery policy that is going to affect. Like this thing is going to get very messy because what this is is basically what the NCAA has established is an open dating relationship with the players. So oh, yeah. they, 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 they've only put in small things. It's like, well, you can't get with a betting company, so you can't be with nobody from Vegas, Atlantic City, New York, whatever, whatever. Can't stick your face next to that. You can't stick your face next to uh, no St. Eyes. <laughs> no St. Eyes, no, no, no Remy Martin, no Alize, no alcohol companies. And um, you can't support a tobacco company. I mean, I mean where is Tim Tebow when you really need him, right? Uh, I guess he's on the cross. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's taking Whoa. the cross. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No pun. <laughs> I mean, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow could have rewrote history right about now. Right. Right. Yeah. A lot of players, man. A lot, a lot of players had a lot of different things. Well, to I, I mean, a lot of and people can use the restroom. Yeah. Well, a lot of people can use the restroom sitting down and standing up too, Cone. But there's 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 certain individuals that for some uh, so you mean to tell me they don't he doesn't do whatever he wants. So my man was playing pro baseball, right? You know, he got bored with that, right? You know what I'm saying? He's like, you know what? What you doing, Tebo? Why don't you just come work out for us over here for a little bit, right? Take a little heat off this new quarterback. So Tim Tebow can do no wrong. Right now, he had a if he really loves his his beloved National Communist Athletic Association national championships, this is this is one of those things where he can become very historical and be on the right side of history. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah, man, it, 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 it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and evolves over the next three to five years, because all states are not participating as of yet. Until they have to. A lot of play. Yeah, they, they're going to have to. You, you're right. But, but, but who's in control of that? Who's in control of, of making sure that these laws go into effect? The governor. Oh, the governor of each state. So you have a some. You have some states in the uh, Midwest. You know, you have some states in the, in, in the poor southern states that are anti of giving these players that, that type of leverage. And it hasn't gone over too well for them as of yet. But I mean, it, it, it has. It has a set time that it's going to go full throttle for all 48 contiguous states or all 50 states in the U.S. And um, it leaves a lot to be desired, to be seen over time. And I wish I wish each athlete that's benefiting from this, I wish them the best. And again, some of the views that we've shared here, they they're not right, but they're not wrong. In the same sense, I mean, every everyone is going to have an opinion about it, but I I, I I agree with you with something having to be done on a broader scale to unionize. I know Coach Terrence said CBA, collective bargaining agreement. You said insurance. 
you know, I've said attorneys definitely representing these athletes. Um, it's a lot going on. Oh, man. can I ask you? Can I ask you this, Coach? Uh, you know, you know, President Lincoln won. He won the presidency without being on the ticket in the South. You know what I mean? And if, if you know, you know, like Coach Terry said, you know, uh, you got eight on each side. You got eight on the other side. I mean, if I'm throwing my own party, I'll go to Dairy Queen and just get the cake ice cream. That way I don't have to stop by anywhere else on the way home. You feel me? You know, so if, if as long as I can do my thing over here, you know, I mean, it's pretty much freezing everybody out. So those other people, I mean, those more liberal states, they're not the ones with the high dollar contract. That's the problem, right? You guys got an opinion, but you're broke. <laughs> yeah yeah it's all good yeah. it's all good man man but it's this i'm feeling this one here man we're gonna go into this last segment and uh let's push the envelope man let's get on this track man before so have, before you go before you go to that though you know i'm gonna just say oh because you still got old game. You still got the old. Like I say, I still got NCW 2014. You still have yeah. a lot of things with similar. You know, they didn't put the names, but it's still the likeness. Uh, different things like that. So, are you going to see Reggie Bush in court? Are you going to see Johnny Manziel in court? You know. Oh, certainly. Most certainly. Are you going to see the old Bannons in court? You know. Yeah, you will. Are you going to see the Pony Express in court? Even that whole university? Because <laughs> you basically took all them scholarships away. You made them obsolete in, in football. You know what I mean? Because now, you still got their likenesses coming up from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. You know? So so, so now, hey, that's true. I would have made this amount of money. I would have made $30 million. You can't say it. Gentleman Manziel, remember he got, he got three thousand dollars from he got three thousand dollars from signing a helmet or signing ten uh, ten or eleven things, right? Or let's just say fifty. Right. How many things he signed? So imagine if you know he won the Heisman. So imagine if he said, "Well, you know, at that time they was going to pay for the likenesses." Hey, uh, he could he could have made you know. 20 times that, 30 times that for that, for a Johnny Manziel sign from Texas A&M. That's true. But like, you know what like I mean? So, say, like you said, though, right? And like we know about the about the NFL. So I'm, I'm going to put it in this perspective in regards to what you are what you are mentioning, which is valid. But here's the catch-22. Most of the NCAA is represented by lawyers so I'm sure they're going to write a clause in there that's going to be able to phase this out. But even if not, uh, how long has the NFL been fighting the Players Association about the concussions and making a suitable payment for players that were pre-1980s to receive uh, insurance at this point? health benefits at this point to help them because the, the psychosis psychological issues that they suffer from you know playing with uh
What they say get your paperwork together, right? When you get your paperwork together, you know, that's when you, uh, uh, and, and at the end of the day, um, I think that's what it's about, uh, is, is go ahead. You, you, you have to be able to get a lawyer, right? Even, you know what? Even if I don't get those racist test scores, I still need to, I still need to get a lawyer, don't you think? Yeah, you gotta get a lawyer. Yeah, so you're saying that I I can't I can't obtain a scholarship because I don't make a certain test score uh, locally or or nationwide. So therefore, you're apprehending me in my future, right? I'm surprised nobody is taking that to court yet. I mean, that's the Brown versus Board of Education. If I've ever seen one, no doubt. But. The thing about it is, people people are not going to challenge that. But like I said, you know, in this in this segment that I'm on right now, it's switching gears, but it, it's gonna it's gonna correlate with everything that we're talking about, nonetheless, right? So mm-hmm. I'm gonna mention uh, Shakari Richardson, Woo, the budding superstar, track athlete, uh, F, uh, excuse me, Louisiana State, LSU, LSU University. So here, here we go. We're talking about name and likeness. We're talking about being compensated for your performance. So this young lady broke the NCAA record uh, some almost three years ago now at this point at LSU. And immediately after she broke that record, she decided that she was going to turn pro and go professional as a track athlete because she could not get compensated as a collegiate athlete at the time the nil policy was not in effect but here here we have a person that walked away from school you know as a freshman as a freshman uh limited experience although she ran fast enough to beat her peer group at that time and then she asserted herself to jump into the professional arena of track and field with some real runners that can that 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 they that this is what they do. This is their bread and butter and how do they make a living. And so you can't pick it up when you feel like picking it up because you know you just as we used to do back in the days. And Terrence, I know you can relate to this. Hey man, we're gonna race for fifty cents, man, or we're gonna race for a dollar, you know, in the middle of the street. Because that's what that's what we used to do. We wanted that great soda on that hot day, so let's go. You know, and, and, and especially with males, this was a big thing, definitely in South Florida. We get our rocks off for knowing that we the fastest on the street or in the neighborhood. So, you know, we take that shirt off and we line up and we out there, you know, like uh, like chicken fighting, man. We out there ready to run, you know, as soon as they say ready, set, go. So now, again, like I said, we got an athlete that looks like they would have benefited more if this this policy was in effect at the time for them because she would have the opportunity to remain a collegiate athlete, still be on campus, have that free training with the coaching staff that she was working with at LSU and more of a possible discipline or regimen of a discipline because she would still be considered a student. So can 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 I interrupt you right quick? What if I told you? What if I told you a story right quick? What if? 
What if I told you there was a football player by the name of Kyler Murray? Yeah. What if, what if I told you that when he was at the University of Oklahoma, uh, he, he, he actually made more money uh, than Lincoln Riley, his head football coach. <laughs> but, he, but, but he was a dual athlete, though, so I, I could believe that. Oh, hold on. What, 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 what do you mean he was a dual athlete? What sport did he play? Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Oh, baseball. That's Huh. That's always been that's always been the catch twenty two, but right. everybody doesn't have that opportunity because, albeit they don't play the sport, or let's let's. let's but what can baseball do, Tom? For people who don't know, what what, what can wait, you wait, do with wait, baseball? Wait, I'm, I'm 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 gonna answer that question, but I'm gonna say I'm I'm a, I'm gonna I'm throw the old one out there for you. But even though Title Nine gives a woman the opportunity or the same fair opportunity to participate. Ain't no pro women's league out there for a woman to do the same thing a man can do, which is from a major league baseball perspective, you can have a contract. You can go, well, basically, you can go test the waters, sign a major league baseball contract, be put into the the, the double A baseball, triple A baseball, make your check, and then you know what? A la Reggie Wayne. One of the one of the more better players that actually benefited from this, Reggie Wayne, went and tested the waters, and he came back to the University of Miami. Me and Terrence, our beloved college favorite school that we like, you know, from a football perspective, he came back and he was still able to to be considered an amateur athlete and play on the football team, even though, goddamn, he was twenty five. Everybody else was 18, 19, 20. So now, a whole lot of different dynamics, man. But it all come back down to the money. <laughs> yeah. The no money. matter what. It, it comes down to the money. It comes down to financial literacy. As Terrence mentioned, come down to the legality, which all of us have mentioned. And then, of course, Reggie Wayne, Chris Winkie. Uh, Kyler Murray, as you see. John Elway, John Elway. Now, now here's the thing that they would have all had. They would have had a attorney and a agent that could now advise them on how to yep. still manage themselves accordingly to go back and make those decisions to play as an amateur athlete to best set themselves up for the next opportunity as a professional football player. Brandon Wheaton. A lot of them, man. A lot of them. A lot of Whoa, them. hold on. So, so, so you just said, you just said it's a lot of them, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, because that, that's the okay. case too. The Major League Baseball. So a lot of I, them are, and, and, and a lot of them are quarterbacks. You ever notice that? A lot of them quarterbacks, but you have, uh, I, I do remember, well, well, let's talk about it. Shit, hell. You, the two sport athlete, you know what I'm saying, and and then we'll we'll, we'll circle back and close out talking about Shakari and our ordeal possibly. Oh uh, my fault, but Coach, hey, Coach Terrence, you know you know what I'm trying to say, right, Coach Terrence? A lot of them are quarterbacks, so if you can if you can sneak a quarterback in there who's what two to three years older, right, he's gonna get the job, right? Yeah, of course. 
Chris Winkie. Yeah. He yeah. benefited majorly from that, you know, at Florida State. And uh, because I, the, the funny thing about Chris Winkie's situation was Chris Winkie uh, would have been competing around the time that Charlie Ward came into being placed at the quarterback at Florida State University. And he, you know, and I, and I actually just watched this clip the other day. He was like, nah, I'm out of here, man. I'm going to go play me some baseball. But but in, in this was a segment that actually had uh, Bobby Bowden in there. And he, he said he did tell Chris Winkie, the door is always open for you to come back. <laughs> the door is always open for you to come back if you want to give it a yeah. try. Down the 2002. Road. Yeah, and so he and that he did. He can he he circled back around and took it. Lost to Marcelo. Yeah. Well, hey, but still, still he, he he got the shot to do what he was doing, and hell, he was already comfortable at that point. With, with probably he was twenty. He was twenty eight years old. He was twenty eight years old. Paul, come on, man. It should be comfortable. An old ass man. A old ass man playing with a, with a bunch of young boys, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you, and then he lost. Come on, man. Well, I mean, what what part of the narrative is that? Well, it shouldn't happen that way because, uh, you know, he 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 was the human performing enhancer for the program at that time. But I mean, hey, they say, man, any given Sunday, I guess that apply to Saturday and Friday night. Hey man, anybody born on a on a peninsula, I think they all got PEDs in the water down there. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. I'm that like crumb, man. Best of the best. Best of the best. Best of the best. Best of the best. It's a good show, man. But back to the track start. One one note, right quick. So I mean, what? So my my biggest thing is is what what are you? Mentally, you know, is is running track is it sort of like being a boxer? Would you say that's the same type of synopsis of being a track star? Is it is it, do you almost have to have this alter ego type of thing, you know, to make it mentally? Uh I don't know. Terrence, how you feel about that, man? You know, as a I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean you I mean, you got certain guys, you know, like Usain Bolt, but he he wasn't he wasn't the same as you know, basically away from the track, very very humble people. Like you know, you didn't have a Carl Lewis act like you know, like a Usain Bolt for example, you know. But then you had like the Greens, you know, different people flexing before they run. So it's it, you know, it's pretty much the same as every, every other sport, but. I thought you were going to ask another question as far as track, man. You got a small window, you know. Mm-hmm. You got a small window to wake it and uh, <laughs> get into some pain. You know, either you get on that Wheaties box or, you know, your your your, your way of making money is, is a small window, you know. Mm-hmm. As far as endorsements, different things like that, you know, you got. Jack so when you, when you saw the race, coach, when you saw that race, like, did you? I'm not. I mean, track wasn't my sport or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, what? 
what did you see? Did you see somebody that was unprepared or was it a mental thing? I think it's a combination. I think that she probably, you know, she had the layoff. I don't think she continued training. And, you know, she went through a lot mentally, you know. She probably, it's a lot different than being in the Olympics, you know, than running in that, you know. It was a huge letdown, I'm, I'm sure. You know, plus, I'm sure she went through an emotional thing, you know, with the loss of her, her aunt. And some of the other, you know, some of the other things and getting out of the, you know, situation. I'm sure she endured a lot, you know. So let's, I think it was let's add combination. Social media in there. Let's, add, let's add social media bullying. And uh, yeah. I'm a part of that. I'm a part of that bullying. I, I, I ain't got no mm. thing. Let's keep it real. <laughs> yeah. when, 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 when you're constantly, when you're constantly humiliated, seeing people make memes of you with the Jordan face that they like to insert for people that have lost on a, on a big scale and then when you have people that are just constantly criticizing or you open yourself up to the constant criticism because you just won't get off that damn phone and leave the social media alone yeah, yeah but Tom, we talked about this before where is she from the hood okay Heck. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like I said, I mean, you know, you're talking about somebody who never, who probably used to never run with their shoes on, right? <laughs> right. I mean, she was at least, she, she was at least, you know, like around there, man, you know, she was at least a horse, a horse off, right? For being last. It's, it's one thing to come in third. It's another thing not to place at all. Like, you know, I mean, she, if, if I'm her she can, did, she, she did place, she placed ninth, you know. Oh, no, well, uh, well, like I said, <laughs> she from Oak Cliff. You think they got a ninth place medal around that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's old Milwaukee, Coors Life, you know what I'm saying? And Bud Light, bro. You know, so, I mean, but like I said, my, my, my biggest thing is, I'm trying. If I'm her camp, I'm trying to call Serena Williams, and I'm and I'm pleading and I'm begging with her to please, please give this young lady a call. Or, you know, a pen pal. Uh, uh, what do, what do we have to do? You know, you got to get some legacy around that woman, right? That young lady. You know, so yeah. she needs she needs she needs somebody like that in her corner. Because we let Simone Biles, we let her get away too, right? Because if that was if that was anybody else, we would have roasted them. We 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 we're letting a lot of people get away with a lot of different things. The reason why Jesse Owens was so important because he outran everybody with Hitler right there, right? Damn, that's that's see see. It's a, it's a different perspective, but we're in, we in a different era now, man, where what we would say in our time, and, and, and for those who are uh, embrace the mental health philosophies of today, it, 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 just, it is what it is, and I'm going to just put it out there on the line. You know, what we would say, you know, you soft at the end of the day for, for what we would perceive a person being a quitter. And that's what they were saying. Those that's 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 what they were saying about uh, young lady Simone Biles. Um, mm-hmm. By her stepping down and not 
competing in the Olympics in certain events, not not understanding how well mentally. Yeah, we congratulated her for quitting. Yeah, but 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 what I'm saying, how well she was mentally because of this thing that I'm I'm first getting um, informed about. I'm being informed about this thing called the twisties. I don't know anything about well, it because I'm I'm not a gymnast. But 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 once I understand what the twisties is and understand how well she performs and how much she spins in circles in the air, I'm like, okay, well, you know, shit makes sense. I'm not going to question that. You know what I mean? But then everyone has their own little thing going on right now. And, you know, just sticking sticking with the question, talking about Shikari, I think the camp is the biggest thing because mm. the, 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 the camp, whoever the camp is, or if there is a camp, you know, she might be operating like 45. <laughs> it might be the one-man gang. But if, if if she isn't, and there's a camp around her, I I hope that they can respectfully reassess the situation. And what about the tennis? What about the black? What about that tennis player that's half Japanese too? Didn't she quit a match and donate to mental health? Yeah, but but that's that's a whole other thing. But I'm saying like with Shikara's situation, I just I would just say that maybe some of those people need to look themselves in the mirror if there is a somebody and say hey you know what man we we've taken you as far as we can take you so we gonna step down we're not gonna train with you anymore and uh we suggest that you know you get a more experienced blah 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 such as a pr person a publicist uh that can you know help manage the image and as Terrence said, it's a short window, man. I mean, we we talking about human dog racing at the, at the end of the day. Like like nobody nobody wants to have it verbalized as such, but that's really what it is. Like how long? So do you, do you think loyalty? Being from Oak Cliff, do you think loyalty has got more people killed, or has exonerated more people? Loyalty. I try got. I mean, loyalty probably got more people killed because they stuck around in situations for too long, unfortunately. Mm. And that's and that, but that this is what we at. So we talking about career killing with her. I don't, I, I, I want to see her succeed, but I think again with the, with the, I'm going with the NIL situation. If this girl was in the right mind frame, um, and she was in school doing the things she was doing at LSU right now, then sure, she would be able to do that dual situation, still make a penny, but probably stick with the people at the school because they're saying, hey, this is best for you to stay here and let Thank us you. train you and, 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 and help you mature as a runner so you can know when to kick it in the gear because the people that have her now it doesn't look like they're giving her that sound advice day in and day out. So you're saying the regiment, the regiment of collegiate sports is part of the curriculum in itself. For some people, not all. Some people are just, mm. some people are just, some people are just that damn good. And no matter what they do, they, they're going to be better than the rest. I mean, let's, let's, let's take LeBron, for example. At the end of the day, is he not self-taught? 
Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there was only one Buddha, right? Hey. I mean, you know, LeBron... But 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 LeBron isn't anything new. I'm speaking on him because he's in this era. Because let's not overlook the fact that you know, again, Florida people, man, Daryl Dawkins, man, you know, Thunder 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 Daryl. He came out of Gainesville area. He needed to take care of his family. He went into the pros and boom, made that impact. Played, did what he had to do. Self-taught. Everybody yeah. is not a sensational talent like that. You still need someone who has done it before you or have some wisdom or some experience to identify your flaws to help you get better in those areas. Does she come off, uh, I mean, does she come off arrogant? I don't, I guess I, I haven't uh, paid him. I've only paid him attention to her recently. And I don't think that's fair as far as I just can't pick up remotes as, oh, I know who the hell she is. You know what I'm saying? So that may be more of a question for Coach Terrence as far as, you know, is it, do you, do you see something, is there something about her that's different? Like, why are we talking about it? Is there a reason we're talking about it? Um, part of it, though, is, you know, she made some comments. You know, that, you know, once the Jamaican team ran the way they ran, you know, she put, uh, you know, strong black women, you know, different things like that. And some people took offense to that, you know, you know, they wanted her to just say woman, you know. Wait, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let me interject. Let me interject. Every runner that ran in the finals was was uh, of the African diaspora, if we want to broaden it and such. In the Olympics, I, I don't believe there was a white contestant in the women's 100 meter at all. There wasn't. So, but I'm I'm going off what I saw on social media and. That's what some of the retorts were to her comment. But but I but I only asked this small yeah. question, right? I I, I asked this simple <laughs> question. Yeah. How can how can we want to bust somebody's ass and criticize them when they're making a statement that's obvious? That's gonna be a different statement. Well, I'm just I'm just staying on this. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Like you got, I'm just saying. I grew up on Michael Johnson and you know Will Conroy and, and, and you know things of that sort. You know what I'm saying? Like you know. So I guess my question is: is why? Like what? What? Why is she so relevant? Right? I mean, I, you know, we we all make spectacular comments and things of that sort, but you know, can you back it up? It's it's a persona, man. I think the persona exceeds the person right now. And this this is what I'm saying. This is what she needs to get a hold of. She needs she needs to she needs to find balance on her skill. So get off social media, right? Get in the gym. To each his own. Closing arguments, guys. Go for the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
two minutes one. We're going to ring that bell. We're going to close out, man, because we had a great segment. Shikari, I wish her well. I hope she can get together. But uh, NIL, man, let's, 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 let's close up on that, man. I just hope, for me, I'm just got one one comment. I just I just hope that we don't see a deterioration of the sports in general from the NIL situation in the next few years because so many people opting to to put themselves first as opposed to uh, just being a just being a team player at the end of the day, because I mean, in team sports, you are t- you should be a team player, and it, it's just already starting out to be very weird seeing people put themselves before the team. But I get it. Go ahead, fellas. Any closing well. remarks? Well, same well, go ahead. Go first, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. About, yeah, so, I mean, basically, uh, uh, insurance is the best reassurance. You know, I mean, especially when you look at so many of these other uh, collegiate athletes who take out these insurance policies just in case they get hurt. Uh, I think we need to pay more attention to those type of people. Yeah. Coach Tim. Yeah, that's, that's, out, definitely, that's definitely needed. You definitely need to insure yourself in case of, you know, different situations. Um, just like you said, get yourself a lawyer. Preferably somebody who knows what they're doing, such as LeBron's agent. <laughs> Um, you know, we've, we, me and Tony are from an area where, you know, you get an agent, we have amazing athletes that, you know, the agent has taken advantage, you know, or didn't really know what they're doing, such as the Ricky, Ricky Williams situation. And you leave too much money on the table, you know, or, you know, that agent's supposed to be, you know, getting ten percent or whatever percent, and they taking a lot more than that, and not getting you in a situation that's good for you. So, you know, get a lawyer, get an agent, become uh, financially literate, and you know, set yourself up for the long haul. You know, don't get caught up in the hype, don't get caught up in your brand. Hopefully, man, is college football won't become like NFL football, whereas we're just a lot. Of, I know a lot of guys. Just wait till the playoffs, because that's when some of the some of the teams really play. You know, it, it kind of you know, a lot of them dudes waiting for playoffs. You know, and then they get serious, and a lot of the regular season. You know, you can see people making business decisions, people thinking about their brand. I know they used to get on Deion Sanders a lot, but I still think he was one of the best. You know, but they used to say, man, he, he making a business decision when it comes to tackling. You know different people like that you know there's like hey you got to be healthy the best best ability is availability so you won't see a lot of people making decisions as far as missing games or missing certain bowls because you know they probably counter sponsored 
So you're going to see a lot of issues come, you know, due to people getting paid, things like that. But for the individual, like I said, get a lawyer, get financially literate, you know, put yourself in the best, the best to maximize whatever money you get so you can get to that next paycheck. And, but as far as the NCAA, the brand, uh, we're going to be in trouble, man, because, you know, you got one and gone in basketball already. You never know what this is going to do to, you know, the NFL now. The NFL has been the least, you know, affected, you know, because at least you get two years of NCAA. And uh, you already bought up the baseball. Baseball, you could be 17, 18, you know, and some of these other sports, you know, boxing. Right. That's another one, boxing, baseball, about the same. But, uh, you know, football has been the least affected. So now, you know, we got to see what this does to football. Um, you know, basketball, you know, you already got some people foregoing college. Or, you know, if they do go to college, you know, almost every major, you know, good athlete is either one year or, you know, they're going to Europe to circumvent that and go get paid right away. So... You no, know, it's probably probably a good thing NFL got w- rid of NFL Europe, but you know you would have probably had a max ma- mass exodus already. Um, and it's you know who who knows if they want who who knows if they want uh you know this summer league or you know different other leagues to expand because that's what you would have from you know some of those people that need that money. You would have some of them foregoing college to go, you know, go, you know, become professional over there, different things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, I just think a lot of different issues are going to come from this. Uh, hopefully some of these athletes that never touched the field, different things like that, remain safe. Hopefully people don't become envious of them. Like, you know, like we had in the Patter situation. And, uh you know, we'll see where it goes, man. But like I say, I'm very torn on the NIL. But, uh, you know, I hope it comes out for the best. Mm. Well, on a part of note, at this point, I always talk about money, protection of yourself, things of those natures. And uh, I know we, we, we discussed this pregame, though, you know, me and Coach Hayden. And you brought it up now, Terrence, with the uh, with the basketball players, you know, going over to Europe to uh, circumvent going to college. So now we have uh, the number two draft pick of this year's draft. He didn't go overseas. He went to the G League. So <laughs> it's just it's 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 creating a lot of different inroads for players now. And I only ask one question. Does the education even matter anymore? Because it seems like we've gotten away from that completely. What do you guys think? Does the education matter? Um, well, my education process is short. It started in elementary school uh, when my dad dropped me off in the his name was Mr. Ross. He was the he was of the custodial arts. So uh it wasn't formally with my teachers 
and like I said, the uh, it, it's not it's not necessarily the education. Is 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 learning how to balance checks and balance, you know, in this capitalistic world. So basically, you know, we learn how to do business when we got along with our high school coaches. That was the introductory. You know, once we got to college, you know, we we learned who the athletic director was, and then they have an office called compliance. And this compliance office. So these guys are in charge of being the disciplinary of ourselves, right? I thought that was funny. But like I said, uh, you know, whenever you're the blind is leading the blind, uh, you're always going to be in the dark. So any type of light is a glimmer of hope. Yeah, but, but, but see, so, so, I mean, I respect that, but they've always dangled this and utilized this uh, catchphrase or cliche as their as their retort for every athlete who screws up, you're getting a free yeah, education. But what, yeah, but once I leave that university and I participate in a pro sport or I transfer somewhere else, I'm not able. I'm not getting letters in the mail from the alumnus to come back to a football game and and, and do some tailgating. I'm not. I'm not allowed to go back to school and get that degree. So I'm not quite sure what you mean by education. Well, I'm, I'm again, like I say, when anytime your favorite player decides to uh, misbehave off the field, off the court, out of the side of the classroom, and, you know, the beloved fans are so hurt because, you know, they're losing their guy. If you If you ask around, they always say, I just don't understand because they were getting a free education. Well, the problem is, is this. The, the problem is, is you have to understand. So, the the there's nine. There's probably nine to ten teams, different teams on on a college campus, but there's only one psychiatrist getting paid seventy five thousand dollars, and he's in charge of all nine teams plus all those players, right? So we don't even the NCAA is not even allocating. Uh, a, a psychiatrist per each team that should be able to travel. So if you break your arm, we got somebody to take you up. But if you break your mind, body, and soul, you get back to school and get to practice and we'll figure it out. So until we start talking about things of that nature, it's always going to be a hamster wheel that's perpetuated by foolishness. And, that, and that's what we saw in the recent season of All American, was Spencer had to see a therapist because to overcome the psychological trauma that he was experiencing after being shot. Mm-hmm. And there you have it, fellas. Appreciate y'all time, man. Oh yeah, man. I'm gonna send that. To, yeah, I'm gonna send that to you in the mail with Bill Bellamy. You know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, man. Y'all Florida, y'all Florida boys get me in trouble. You know what I'm saying? In Oklahoma, I just tell grandma I was in the house the whole goddamn time. You know what I'm saying? That's all good, man. But real That's quick, great, man. man. I... Real quick. Uh, I just hope with getting paid that doesn't put an added pressure that so many athletes already have a lot of pressure on them already and cost mm-hmm. them too much. Like you said, Spencer, 
you know, the, another, you know, another PTSD they got to deal with. You know, now, hey, now you're getting paid. Or, hey, you're the million dollar man. You got to produce. You know, oh, I just hope I mean, they be able to cope I mean, with you coming, coming from youth, you coming from youth ball. You coming from youth ball. You score 50, you score 50 touchdowns in one season. You're coming into high school. And, and, and now you've been, you've been put to go into a private school. So you're not even in the public sector. So you're in a private school. They expect you to perform. They're introducing you to all of their rich people who own companies. And they're looking to invest in you privately when your time comes. Do you not think that's going to be more pressure? I'm just saying at some point you can bend and bend. Some people break pressure bus pipes. Pressure made diamonds, but pressure bus pipes too. You know? Yeah. And at some the, point, you know, you need open. some. The, <laughs> the curtain. Hey, 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 we not we not living in a closed curtain house anymore. We living in the curtains are open now. At this point. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, if we get the if we get to play college sports, we at least deserve to be financially astute. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Like I say, we 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 got it. We got to come. We we in a whole new era, man. So I hope that you know your interactions, each one of you guys, man, as you're working with your kids, developing your programs, developing your coaching philosophies you know, assisting kids in general, as we all do, you know, uh, in coaching. It's just a different dynamic in preparation now where, you know, they got to be even more business-oriented than they ever had to be in their entire lives. And, um, again, yeah, I agree with both parties. I I hope there isn't a drop-off in the game, the quality of the game. But, you know, I also hope that these kids – are able to take this opportunity and make it work and develop some type of standard for those to come years over years so that they're making up or closing the gap for all of the loss that everyone else suffered (laughs) in the past when they couldn't, you know, recoup any of any money at all from what what's going on so NCAA hey maybe there's grievance that can come about from the NCAA where they can take a hundred million dollars and put to the side and say hey we got this for anybody that we're going to grandfather this money and bankroll it for anybody that played in the era prior to this you can file for yeah, a certain level the program right the movie the program right from yeah. From playing in front of 50,000 people to back home on your mama's couch, which you heard me, right? Hey, there you go. What's the name? Friday Night Lights. Bobby, uh, yeah. what was Bobby's name? Yeah. Boogie? There's a lot of those guys, man. There's a lot of those guys out there, man. It's a lot of, uh, yeah, Booby, Booby Miles. There's a lot of Booby yeah. Miles, man, that, 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 you know, unfortunately, are in that situation, man. But like I said, great, great start to the season three of the Talking Shit podcast, man. I hope people are engaged, continue to actively listen. I will circulate this episode on everybody's uh, 
Facebook page, so you can start from there and uh, try to reel them in. Man. And then where's the next one needs to be on? I mean, how close are you guys going to be watching Dion this year? <laughs> Pretty close. See, I told you, Tom. Tom don't want to. He don't want to talk about it. He don't. He want to talk about everything else but honesty, right there, Tom. You know, because I'm about to say everybody going to be watching Dion this year. And Dion ain't even putting on no pads. You feel what I'm saying? I hear you, but Dion is kicking off his season in Miami, Florida. How about that? Oh, for real? How about that? Yeah, he's kicking off his season in Miami, Florida. They're playing at Pro Player Stadium, where they will be playing against Spam. Oh, it's not Pro Player Stadium. Whatever Dolphin Stadium is called these days, it has so many name changes. But uh, they'll be playing against uh, the FAMU Rattlers on September the 5th. As the, uh, the the season, so can Dion afford to lose this year? What do you think, Terrence? Yeah, he could lose. Not too much, but yeah, he could lose. <laughs> but even, <laughs> but, but, hey, but even Dion, but even Dion said he's putting games. He he talked to all of the HBCUs, and you know, if you play. I'm trying to bring exposure to all of y'all, you know? And Thank you. with that extra exposure, he's like, I want y'all to invite at least at least 40 to 50 players, you know? If you watch what he said on um, I Am Athlete, he's trying to get them to bring, you know, another 40 to 50 of those guys in there because you can't say that that level... You know, it's too many guys that came out of the HBCUs that's gone on to the Hall of Fame. You know, we got one. We got one that talks all the time, Shannon Sharp. You know, Jerry Rice. You can go on and on and on. You know, so yeah, yeah. For those for those guys not to be invited, you know, or or drafted. You know, most of them end up being free agents. You know, that's that's like a travesty of football. You know. You got, you got a lot of so you're saying, you, know, uh, you know, you got plenty of those dudes, man, that that are amazing, you know, but they, they you know, they're not being seen. They're not recruiters aren't going because the games aren't on. You know, they they dealing with the power. So, that, that sounds like a, a conversation between Byron Allen, who just recently purchased uh, the Weather Channel, the app. Uh, plus, amongst other small uh, uh, broadcasting companies, so if Ice and Ice Cube is pretty good friends with Fox, right? So uh, once 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 we can bring it to the TV, it's gonna be over with. That's that's what's gonna be the next travesty, right there. Is how are those major networks gonna block the star power of the HBCU? Because like you just named off the coaching staff for the whole conference. And, I mean, that's that ain't football players. That's Hall of Famers, right? That's the Valley of the Kings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It leaves, think, it leaves a lot to be desired. It leaves a lot to be desired. It's, again, it's going to be major. And shout out to the basketball players. I mean, because they, they pretty much have forced, they have forced us to take notice of the football players. Because they're, the 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 basketball players, recent more recently over the last three years, 
there have been some uh, high-profile players that have gone on to Howard University. Um, they've opted HBCU versus going to a Division One institution, and um, you know that 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 definitely helps. But the last thing I'm gonna say, I love I love I love the fact that a lot of people are actually moving or migrating to the HBCU. They're taking their talents there. But I would love for it to be elevated all around in every sport. I would love to see uh five, six, seven black baseball teams participating in the in the in the College World Series. You know, mm. I, I wanna see it I wanna see it evolve for every sport, not just for the sports that we dominate. Well, I mean, we gotta do this one day at a time, Cole. I mean, you trying to you trying to build Rome on real concrete, bro. You, you concentrating too much. <laughs> man, it's all good, man. But yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm get everything for the social platforms, man. Thank you, everybody, man. Welcome back to season three. Hey, we can go on and on and on because these are nothing but great minds, man. Kings, kings, kings. Kings that are building more kings. We ain't building. We we not we not we not raising prince. We raising kings. The kings that's gonna come after us, man. But thank y'all for tuning in to the Talking Chip Podcast. Thank my guest, Coach Hayden. Appreciate you and all that you. Man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, man. For sure, Coach Terrence Robinson. Thank you again for always being a good guest chiming in with some great comment great dialogue for us man appreciate you brother hey appreciate you uh coach hope hope to be back and talk to you again as well oh i appreciate it man the only reason why tone had me on was because of affirmative action so you know i had to <laughs> you know, i had to make an honest man out of him you said tone you got another black friend somewhere in middle of america you feel me there it is. There it is. It's all good, man. But yeah, man, I'm gonna chop this episode up and load it up and get us going, man. Yeah, man. It's been a good one.